Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. I hope y'all are having a great day so far. Or, as always, if you are not listening on a Monday, I hope that you are having a great day. Whatever day you're listening, whatever you're up to, and wherever you find yourself, um, good news. It's not just us. Jesus is with us, so it's going to be a good podcast. Um, Some of y'all have told me that this podcast and the morning prayer, the Monday morning prayer, has become your Monday morning ritual And I am just so thankful and so glad and so honored that we can sort of be together as we pursue Jesus and see what he's saying to us. Um, You know, togetherness has been something we've all been craving. And so I just think it's really neat that God has provided these new ways that um, are just really show so much of his faithfulness and his nearness and that he knows our needs before we even realize that we have them. Amen. Anyway. Before we get started, you know the drill, like we do every week, we are going to focus, okay? So close your mind, or close your eyes, don't close your mind, please open your mind. Um, F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions, except this podcast. S, saturate your soul in him. Okay, so this week we are talking about a word that I think is going to be interesting. The word is notice. How do we notice things in our everyday lives? What does notice mean? Think about the new places you've traveled to or visited. How did you notice the details about the landscape, the people, or the differences between where you are from and this new place? How do we notice the uniqueness of people in our lives? How is it that we know our grandfather has working hands, the way that one friend burst out in laughter and we can pick it out from a mile away, or the way that only our mom can make our laundry smell that super fresh scent? You guys know what I'm talking about. I just can never achieve it. So moms, that's why we always bring it to you. But whatever these specific things are in our lives, we all notice certain things over others. Why? Why is that? So before we kind of dive in, I'm going to tell you guys a story. And to be honest, I was very hesitant. But at this point, if you've judged me, well, it's already there. So whatever. But okay, so the other week, it had just been a week. You know what I mean? Like one where it is one thing after another, after another, no matter how much you do or how fast you travel, you just feel behind. It was, it was one of those, okay? So anyway, I get to the end of the day. I'm kind of a zombie at this point. Um, you know when you get home and you really aren't even sure how your car made it there? Like you don't really remember anything on the way. So that's where I was. I get inside. I set my stuff down. And I jump in the shower. Y'all, I managed to put shampoo in my hands before I even noticed <laughs> that I had a sports bra on. 
I wish I was kidding. I realized it when I looked down and I was like, um, wow. Okay. That's why this felt a little bit weird. So why do I tell you this terribly embarrassing but real life story? Because this is what I think we do in our everyday lives. Obviously not this exact literal situation except for me. Um, pray for me but we miss the obvious things because we're so distracted by other things we miss the ways that God is so clearly moving in our lives because we are so focused on finding a particular answer to a certain situation or frankly we've just trained our brains to notice what isn't working instead of what is that's the honest reality right So that kind of speaks to why we don't notice things. But on the flip side, I want to spend a lot of this podcast talking to you guys about ways that we can notice God. What helps us? What helps us keep him front and center on the forefront of our minds? Because we all know that that's the game changer. But how do we do that? Okay, so notice. Noticing. What does that mean? Noticing is essentially mindfulness towards God. And mindfulness is defined as the basic human ability to be fully present, aware of where we are and what we're doing, and not overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. So being mindful towards God is basically us being fully in the present, not reaching into our yesterdays because we regret what happened, or putting our energy in tomorrow, and just disciplining ourselves, that includes body, heart, mind, soul, in today and with this energy we don't obsess or get overwhelmed with what surrounds us it is truly the assertion of the self-control jesus talks about in second timothy 1 7 that we do not have a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind but here's the thing being mindful i think we get it confused sometimes being mindful does not require us to remain stationary however it does require us to cultivate an inner sanctuary as we abide with jesus in this place his peace permeates every space that rhyme i didn't even realize that i love it okay this inner sanctuary though it's essentially a fancy way to say that we stay on the lookout for the hand of jesus okay so you're at a watchtower and you are looking out for the hand of jesus and because jesus is everywhere we see him everywhere Y'all, the most powerful thing that we can do is decide where we put our eyes. Because what we look for, we find. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The most powerful thing we can do is decide where we put our eyes. Because what we look for, we find. It is the direction of our focus. Yes, this entire book is called Focus for a Reason. The direction of our focus becomes the determinant for our future. Our identity is founded in the truth that Jesus always notices us. Our purpose is discovered in us noticing Jesus. Okay, I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Because here's the thing, is that our identity, so that means who we are, who really the core of who we are is founded in the truth, the absolute truth, unchanging truth that Jesus always notices us. The reason why we were formed is because he noticed every detail. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He notices everything about us. He notices our need and he meet he meets that need before we even realize that we have it because he's always aware and he's always noticing us. So that's where our identity is formed. 
but our purpose is discovered discovered in us noticing Jesus. So our unique perspective on the world, our unique gifting, our individual way of approaching life and the problems and circumstances, our ability to cultivate relationships in the unique way that we can, all of these things, our hearts, that that way that we, the unique way that we enter this world and, and change in atmosphere, how we notice Jesus and what we point out and what we add to it, that is where our purpose is cultivated. You know, and thinking through noticing, I think it's easy to say, okay, we'll look for Jesus, but I really want to get specific because maybe you're struggling and look, I get it. I mean, I think a lot of times it's, we know God is present, but we feel like we can see it for everyone else, right? Or maybe in our circumstances, like we can look back and in hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's like, yes, the Lord was so obvious in that, but where we are right now in the thick of it, it's a little bit hard to see. And so I want to give you some different ways that you can take a step back, a couple of steps back, to be honest, and get a bird's eye view of your life. Or also just your day, your morning. Take a step back. Where is Jesus? Where can you see him? And let's speak to that. Let's notice those things. So I'm going to go through a few different ones. They all start with P because y'all know I'm a fan of alliteration. But I really think that it's going to help you remember these. And they're all practical. Okay, there's that P. So, and they're all purposeful. Oh, I just love it. Okay, so the first one is people. God gives us people so that we can notice his tenderness, remember his truth, and experience his thoughtfulness. Hebrews 13.2 says, Do not de- neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Okay, think about the cashier at the grocery store who helped the elderly woman with her groceries. Or think about the little things your husband or wife does to serve you that you didn't ask for and you just assume is automatic. Think about how you were having that tough morning and God placed that person and that text message in your path in just the right moment to turn your day around. You guys, these are all little moments that God gives us through the people that he created. And so when we, when we notice the people in our lives and we speak to that, the more that we realize that these relationships are so rich, that God continually places people in our lives to to notice him. He, that is his, I think that is his biggest way of, of highlighting himself in a very tangible format is giving us truly these angels. I love that scripture in Hebrews that I just read. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. You guys, nobody can be an exception. So when we notice people, we have to notice everyone. We have to notice the the awesome qualities about them and speak beauty into that. We need to notice the way, we need to notice others if they need help and, and lend a hand because who knows? What if we have entertained angels without knowing it? I, I just think that is such a cool, cool scripture. And this is such an obvious way that we can notice Jesus in our lives. The second is places. Is there somewhere that just helps you notice Jesus a little bit more? Maybe because you grew up going there as a child or it reminds you of a special or faith-filled time in your life. Your eyes are just a little bit more open there. Well, the beach is this place for me. And the shoreline is 
it just reminds me that he knows when things must break so they can build again. The sun rising and covering the expansion before me as the blue extends past the horizon, I realize how small I am and how big he is. I notice his sovereignty, his beauty, his kindness. Thinking about all the life that this ocean is sustaining as the people walk along the sand, I notice how God is so aware of the details. I notice how creative and generous he is with everything. What are some places that help you be intentional? What are some ways that or some places that that when you go, it can be it can be a spot in your home. It can be a window that perfectly you see a plant growing and every day you see a little progress wherever it is. I think we should be intentional about trying to go to those places. I mean, y'all, okay, here's the deal. Italy definitely helps me notice Jesus, right? I can see his beauty everywhere in Italy. But that's not a possibility right now, at least not for me. So we need to get honest and realistic about what are some of those places for us. And if we don't have those, we should go find some. Because Jesus, obviously, like I said, he's everywhere. But what are some ways that really speak to our souls in a very unique fashion? If we're intentional about going to those places, it helps us remember that he's near. So the third one is problems. Y'all, we are really quick to think we are self-reliant until we remember that we aren't. (laughs) And you know what is often required for us to be knocked back down to reality? Problems. Really. The pain points in our lives force us to step back and reassess. These are a gift. Because here's the thing. The more aware, okay, let me see how I can phrase this. The more that we become aware of the gap between our identity and this world, the more that we become aware that we aren't meant for this world. It's this separation that allows us to walk through something stressful and know that God is our steady. Could it be that our problems are actually his greatest mercy in disguise? Could it be that our unanswered prayers are actually grace in action? Y'all, when we are mindful of Jesus, chaos can surround us and peace can still remain in us. In fact, it is the confusing and contagious thing about meditating on Jesus that others notice. Haven't you, like, think about someone in your life. I, I literally just had someone come to mind and I knew what they were walking through and it was heavy. And I imagined myself in that scenario and I continually, I mean, I was so baffled by their peace. They still made time to see others. They were they were bringing dinner to other people. They were like just their their countenance on their face. They didn't you know they didn't go around acting like everything was all hunky dory. Their reality was their reality, but they had a peace about them that was undeniable. And I think that's when we take a step back and we go, how are they walking through all of this and not freaking out? Jesus, they notice Jesus. Psalm 50:15 says, "And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me." This scripture, I love that it shows us that God fully anticipates us to have problems, but it is within these problems that we become positioned to call on him, to notice his hands and glorify him. Y'all, it's these times when we're knocked off that that um block of self-reliance that we thought we could handle. 
and we realize that we are utterly dependent on him. And that is such a blessing. That is the richest place we could ever live. In fact, that is exactly where we thrive. I think that's why sometimes we go through those really hard spaces and we think, wow, I noticed Jesus so much in that place. He was so near. He was so obvious. When I was broken, he was so obviously making me whole. When I was so sad, he was the only thing that could bring joy to my life. When I felt like he, like everything was just crumbling around me, he was the foundation that somehow made me realize and still, I still had hope for tomorrow because I had the hope of eternity. Y'all, that is what problems do for us. They're actually mercy in disguise. And the next one is prayer. When we pray, we are intentionally noticing God's nearness, his sovereignty, his awareness, and the fact that he cares. As we send our prayers up and talk to our Savior, we further open our eyes to him. I imagine when I think about it, you know, y'all, y'all know I love visuals. It's almost like prayers like stretching. Before we go out and begin our day or wherever we are, it literally warms us up to look for him. I don't mean that prayer is very much an activity, so I don't mean that it's not exercise. But what I'm saying is, is prayer is truly, it is like the stretching of our eyes to where they're open and alert and available to see the hand of God in action. Colossians 4.2 says, pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Oh my gosh, I love that scripture. I'm going to say it again. Pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. If you don't notice God in your day right now, can I ask y'all, can you can you do that verse? Can you can you open your mouth and pray and ask God to open your eyes? Cuz he will, he will help you become alert. He will help you see the things in your life that he is doing. He will help you see that, you know, what is on the surface is not is not we don't need to, our faith is so much deeper than that, you guys. God is always doing 10,000 things that we are unaware of and more than that. Also, can I encourage you with something that scripture tells us about what God notices about us? And I think this is important for um, those prayers in our life that we tend to stuff beneath the surface or we fear asking them again, you know, wondering like why they have not been answered or what he's up to. And I think that this is this just really encouraged my heart. It's Psalm 56, 8, and it says, You keep track of all of my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. I love that because I think it reminds us that God notices the deepest journeys of our hearts. He is listening, even when we feel like he's silent. And he is aware. And not just that he's aware, but that everything that has mattered matters or will matter to us, it matters to him. He is keeping track of our sorrows. He collects them in his bottle. He records each one of those in his book. You guys, we can take that to heart. No matter what we're walking through, I think that is just so encouraging to know that he is fully aware, fully present, and fully capable of leading us into tomorrow. The next one is praise. And I love this one. When we verbalize and take the time to practice gratitude for what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen when Jesus is on our side, y'all praise will fill our lips. I don't know about y'all, but when I take the time too to get really specific about my praise, something shifts inside of me. It's like, okay, so if 
if prayer is our, our opening of our eyes, then it's also this additive of almost like, this may be a really bad analogy. I'm rolling with it. Contact lenses, okay? Where we really get laser focused on the fact that Jesus is present. You know, you say, Jesus, thank you for the incredible marriage you have given me. I noticed how you were helping me see my husband through your eyes and making me a more giving person. Or Jesus, what a gift it is to write and speak and learn about you as my full-time job. This is me personally, so make it personal for you. I notice how you continually affirm me as I take steps of faith and how you've connected the dots. Or Jesus, at just the time that I started to worry about finances and how I was going to make 2020 work, right? Say it louder for the people in the back. You reminded me to notice all the good and the unexpected that the unexpected has brought. And then you provided far more than I need because you're Jesus and you're so good. Y'all, this praise, it, it truly highlights. It is. It's, that con- it's the laser focus on, wow, Lord, I am. first off, I'm going to speak praise into what you've already done. Because if you did nothing further, like we talked about in the episode, um, the podcast episode about worship, if he did nothing more than what he's already done for us, y'all, we we should we owe our lives every bit, every moment of the rest of our lives could be dedicated to praise, should be dedicated to praise and worship of him. He deserves it all. So we praise him for what he's already done. We praise him for what he's currently doing. We speak into being. We recognize, we open our eyes, look in the different areas in the relationships and in our in our careers and our home life in the world and in leadership in our community. Um, and in every way, in our physical bodies and in everything, we notice what he's doing in our current circumstances. And then in the future, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who holds tomorrow. So we can say, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in this space. I thank you for the way that you're going to, to give me a child at the time that it is right for your hands to give me that blessing. I know I am praising you for the way that you are going to cover um, this situation with my work that I am unsure about because if you bring me to it, then you give me everything I need to, to handle the battle that's in front of me, right? Or, Lord, I thank you for the restoration you are bringing in whatever relationship. Thank you for the forgiveness that you are giving for my heart and for theirs. Lord, I know that you're capable Y'all, when we speak these things and we praise him already for what has not yet happened, we are showing that we trust who he is way more than what we directly see. That's faith in action. So the next one is promises. When reminding ourselves of the promises of God, y'all, it's like an IV, and this is kind of along with praise, but it is like an IV for our tired bodies and our weary souls. It's not just empty words or the possibility of a follow through. These promises are sure and they are true for our lives. And here's the thing is I think when we remember his promise of provision, we notice how he intervened at just the right moment. We remember his promise of strength and our weakness. We notice how our souls feel cared for and our hearts experience true comfort. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and help to one's whole body. I love that. They are help to one's whole body. Do not forget my words. Jesus tells us all the time, hey, what are my promises for your life? 
Hey, what have I already told you? Hey, what do I say about this situation? Hey, who do I say that you are? These promises about who we are and who we are as children of the most loving, caring, perfect, true God, they are what align our lives. And when we notice them, when we speak and remember these promises, we are noticing his character. And that's so crucial for our character development, for staying faithful. If we constantly keep his faithfulness on our lips and remember his promises, it is easier to be people who are steadfast, right? And maybe not easier, simpler. It gets easy as it's always a easy and simple. I always say those two different words. They're very, very different. Um, and then the last one, priorities. Y'all, when we prioritize things that matter to God, it is easy to notice him. And in the same breath, when the priorities of our lives do not match the faith we claim to have, it makes it harder to notice God. So I think we really need to get honest about our priorities. Are we placing and positioning ourselves? Are we scheduling our time where we create margin and and where we really place him at the forefront of everything that we do? Are we, what is our, are, are our schedules reflecting priorities that notice God? And it's that's going to be different for everyone because God can be our number one priority and that can be fleshed out in many, in many different ways. Obviously the careers that we have, the way that we spend our time, the families that we have, the relationships and all of that. But really realizing that the love of the father is our number one priority. So when we prioritize things that matter to him, things like giving, things like serving, things like praying, things like reading the word, things like praising, think all of these things in our list, when we make these a priority, we more easily notice God. 1 John 2, 15 through 16 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. That's a heavy scripture, but it's really important. You guys, love is a word that is thrown around frivolously, but but noticing, holy noticing, is really loving God in every, it is loving God with our eyes, what we see, what we focus on, and where we choose to walk. God has continually been bringing the word eyes to my mind, I mean, so often in just these really crazy ways, and just reminding me that that it feels like such a small thing to shift where I'm looking, like even in the moment to moment. But if we shift where we're looking, think about when you're driving. Where you begin to look is where you begin to steer. So if you don't like where you're going, can I ask what you're looking at? Does it look like Jesus? Is it where he wants you to go? And here's the thing about holy noticing too. It's not just so we can experience the joy and freedom of belonging to Jesus. It is so that we can love Jesus and others because we are so grateful to whom we belong. So what that means is that when we notice him, we get joy, we get freedom. Those are gifts that we get, right? But we don't just receive those for in and of ourselves. We receive those so that we can love Jesus, the one who gave us those gifts, and, and his people in return. That is the point of it. And as we begin to look for his fingerprints and make that the focus of our eyes, it becomes way easier to find the courage to be his hands and feet because we realize there's nowhere that he is not. So y'all, I don't know what your week looks like, but I really want to challenge us. 
Let's be the people who notice the unseen and speak to it. Let's be people who notice the details and recognize their excellence. Let's be people who notice the little things so that we can be prepared for big things. Let's be people who notice the person in the room who is a little sad or feels like the underdog or seems lonely or just a little unsure to be there. Let's notice them. Let's speak to them. Let's be people who, when others look at us, they notice the love of Jesus. Is there a greater thing that somebody could say about our lives? Y'all, this life is short, so when we get to the end of it, if, if I, at the end of my life, what others had to say about me was, you know, I didn't know much about her, but I do know that Clear, she noticed the love of Jesus. And in her, I saw that, and she noticed others because of it. That is, that's quite, that's quite the legacy, you guys. Let's yearn to be people who notice Jesus and in turn notice others. So y'all, every week in the devotional, there's a focus tip and we always end with it. It's very practical. It's a suggestion to just help apply this word in our lives on a daily basis. And this week's is this. When you find yourself in the mundane, ordinary, ordinariness of your life, think, notice, and look around you. Then look for the message, person, blessing, or conversation that you may have previously ignored. You guys keep your eyes peeled because this is often in the carpool lane. This is often in the target aisle. This is often um, in the very everyday routines of our lives where God says, if your eyes are open, you will see me. And I will begin to highlight people, conversations, messages, um, little and big things. And you will realize that I am so faithful and that I am everywhere. And that will strengthen your faith. So I just think that's a really easy and practical way that we can notice Jesus in our everyday. So I'm going to remind y'all of all of the the different P's. You ready? People, places, problems, prayer, praise, promises, and priorities. If if, If we notice, if we focus on noticing Jesus... All of these different ways help us do that. And when we do that, y'all, we will live a really rich and beautiful life. So we are going to end with the Monday prayer as always. So if you can, shut your eyes. It just always helps to kind of recenter yourself and, and truly like hear the words that I'm saying and, and let them penetrate. Um, if, if you're driving, please do not. I always say that. Um, but wherever you are, I just want to kind of end with this and hopefully it provides some comfort for your week. Hey Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. Your faithfulness opened my eyes and set my feet on solid ground. The week that stretches before me is a blessing from your hands. Will you teach me to filter every situation through your lens? I want to see like you so that I can speak life. Respond like you. Listen like you. Give like you. And love like you do. Is there anything in my life If there's anything in my life that is keeping me from noticing you, will you remove it from my hands? Strip my life of it. I want to magnify you, speaking life and hope into the spaces and places I walk, because I know you have prepared the way. When I see people, help me notice their beauty and resilience. When I visit places, help me notice their uniqueness and strength. When I have problems, help me notice the opportunity to grow. When I make plans, 
Help me notice the need to trust you above it all. I want to be a person who notices the life in the most lifeless of situations and speaks hope when all else feels hopeless. Thank you for continually restoring my energy and refreshing my perspective so that I can remember your presence wherever I go. In the steady and intentional name of Jesus, amen, you guys. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to notice Jesus. I don't know about y'all. But anyway, man, today went a little longer. So was last week's. I hope that's okay. If things come to my heart, I just share them. I'm pretty unfiltered. It's the whole point of let's be clear. <laughs> you guys know that. So, um, But I'm so thankful that y'all listened and hung around. And um, as always, it is really helpful when y'all share this. You know, it's not like I really make money from doing a podcast, which is obviously not the point of it, but it the whole point is really just to to get the word out there to remind you that you're seen that you're loved and that Jesus is with you and that he's for you so when y'all share this podcast it means so much to me um and I love hearing the ways that that it helps you be intentional in your own life so anyway I hope y'all have a great week and how about this let's notice Jesus this week right right where we are right as you're turning off this podcast I notice that you're seeking him how about that I'm noticing you and I think it's awesome So I hope you have a great week. And remember that when you look for Jesus, he is not hard to find. Okay, talk to y'all later.